Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's a great morning to talk about football. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Wednesday, January 10th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, as always, and Sean O'Hara in Kyle Brandt's here. Shawnee, how are you? Top of the morning to you. Happy New Year to you all. Yep. First time I've seen you in 2024. Well, um, you all looking lovely. Good morning <laughs> to the fifth member today. We'll always hear from Will Selva, but Ian Rappaport's with us as well. Rap sheets. Coaches let go yesterday. Injuries to cover this morning ahead of the playoffs. Where do you take us first ahead of Super Wild Card Weekend? We will start with the football on the field, although T.J. Watt, the star pass rusher, potential defensive player of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is not going to be on the field. Mike Tomlin making that official yesterday, saying Watt has been ruled out for their big-time game against the Buffalo Bills this weekend. It is a grade 2 MCL sprain. It's actually better than they initially thought. They thought grade 3 based on the first examination MRI revealed grade two. That's still a several week injury. My understanding is the best case scenario, absolute best case scenario for TJ Watt is two weeks and then put a brace on it. So he is not going to be on the field at least this week, likely next week. And then we will see if the Steelers and Mason Rudolph, their starting quarterback advance. Meanwhile, you mentioned it right off the top. We did have another coach move yesterday. Mike Vrabel is out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And I would say based on the way this was going the last couple weeks, not totally a surprise. And Rand Carthon, the general manager, came out yesterday and talked about how good the relationship had been between him and Mike Vrabel. My understanding is that is true. This was a decision made by Amy Adams Strunk, one that she has been mulling for the last several weeks. I would say maybe the last several months ever since Mike Vrabel went to New England, took part in the Hall of Fame day, and all the rumors started floating about whether or not Mike Vrabel would be the Patriots coach next year, whether he'd be the Titans coach. He never really addressed that internally. I know that in 
Sid great with the people there. He went into a meeting yesterday with the owner. It was not a long meeting, and he was presented with a couple different things. Did not sound like he was into it, and he is now out a sixth head coach opening. And I think it's fair to say if the coach uh, job opens in New England, currently held by Hall of Fame coach Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel would certainly be a name to watch. Well, sure. He was a Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. He was inducted into their Ring of Honor this season. He was sitting next to the Kraft family during that game, during the bye week for the Titans, which was odd imagery, and it's one we should circle back to. They noticed. Rap Sheet, thank you so much. All of these things to consider after Mike Vrabel spent the last half a dozen years in Tennessee. It was not unsuccessful. In fact, 2021, he was the AP Coach of the Year in the NFL, Peter. So Mike Vrabel and the Titans decide that uh, the relationship no longer fruit. Full. You know, I was watching uh, the quarterback, you know, the Netflix series yeah. is on, and Mahomes is on there. I was watching it yesterday, and Mahomes is on there, and it just so happens he's talking about Mike Vrabel, and he's like, Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. It's like we're playing the 2,000 Patriots every time we play against these huh. Titans. And if you remember, this was two years ago. Malik Willis and the Titans went into Arrowhead on a Sunday night and almost gave the Chiefs all they could handle until the very end, losing in overtime. And that's the backdrop of me getting the news, obviously, that this went down. Now, some people were shocked online. If you kind of know, and Ian knows, and this was kind of headed this way down the stretch here, and there was a possibility you'd start hearing rumors, and even Ian and Tom were saying on Monday on, you know, the day where everyone's getting fired, like, something to watch is Tennessee. But like, Tennessee, yes, Tennessee. Vrabel is a, a coach with a vision, and a coach with a vision that would permeate throughout the entire organization. And he learned that from Bill Belichick, who he was an assistant under, or played under, Urban Meyer, who he was an assistant under, Bill O'Brien, who he was an assistant under, that the head coach is kind of the head of the snake, and it's, hey, it's my way, and then everyone else is going to feed off that. Obviously had a falling out with John Robinson, the old GM. Did not, from what I gather, have an incredibly loud voice in the hiring of Rand Carthon, the new GM. That was kind of fly-by-night. Let's see how this thing goes. Amy Adams-Strunk came out yesterday and said she had a vision for her front office. She addressed that last year, and she wanted to see if she could have a new vision for the coaching staff that she's going to address this year. What was interesting is that they didn't trade Vrabel. They didn't hold on to Vrabel like they did with New Orleans and Sean Payton and say, can we get some picks? It's just like, get out of town. We will just start now. We'd rather have a fresh vision and get that out of the building. Meanwhile, I think on the surface, everyone else on the outside looking in is like, Vrabel's coach of the year a couple years ago. Guy took his team to the AFC Championship game with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Like, this guy's awesome. So we'll see what the market is for Vrabel. He is a pure free agent right now. Yeah. Anybody can hire him. But I think his time in Tennessee ends as they're trying to flip the page and maybe have, I don't want to say a kinder, softer vision, but a different vision than mm. what Vrabel had going on the last few years. And I think he's okay to leave, and we'll see what, what, what happens next for him. He won't be unemployed long. Very interesting even when you talk about the trade of a head coach because I, I listened to Amy Adams sit down with Mike Keith, and she talked about it and sold it, Rand Carthon, of just all the logistics that have to happen. Another team would have to satisfy the Rooney rule, go through that interview process, all while Tennessee would still be sitting there with Vrabel as their coach if they've already decided to move on. So they felt like it was too complicated and they didn't want to miss out on candidates that possibly would be available throughout this process. Shrek, you're right. You look at Vrabel, six seasons, four playoff appearances. You said an AFC championship game. He's been pretty successful other than these last two seasons. The one thing I will say of spending eight years in that building, different uh, the Adams family always owned, but then Tommy, it was a lot of different things going on. Since Amy Adams Trunk has taken over, you've seen improvements on the building. You've seen a desire to win and put a championship-level team together. So if you're a Titans fan, you're watching this, and you're like, but we love Raves. The players love Raves. 
Everybody did, and he had success, but there had to be something that she saw of a different vision moving forward that she thinks can get this organization to a championship level. I'm not going to doubt her right now because everything she's done since she's been there and been the controlling owner has been to improve this team and improve this franchise from where it was during the time that I was there. If you're a Titans fan right now, you've got to be scratching your head right now. You're like, well, what has happened to our team? Mm-hmm. Like Derrick Henry's saying goodbye. Yeah. Vrabel's gone. Like, uh, where, where are we headed? What's going on right now in Nashville? Uh, and I, I think as the news broke, like you were saying, some people weren't that surprised because maybe they saw this coming down the road. Like, the Tennessee Titans just knocked off the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Like, they basically ruined the entire playoff scenarios that we all had and we're, we're, all the sheets we were looking at all week long. So I, I look at this, this team and I look at what's going on right So you mean to tell me if, if the Titans had won and made it in the playoffs somehow, some way, you were still going to possibly fire Mike Vrabel right now? Like, the, the train was already off of the tracks from that standpoint? I don't understand that. I, I think that Mike Vrabel, you talked about everybody loves him. Look, Taylor Lewan was on the Rich Eisen show when that news broke, mm. and he was flabbergasted. Like, when have you ever seen Taylor Lewan speechless? He didn't know what to say. <laughs> like, the guy always has something, you know, some sort of angle. But he was shocked. I think we all were. Um, I've known Mike Vrabel a long time. I played against him. I've hung out with him. I've crushed beers with him. Like, <laughs> Like, he's a guy's guy, and every player loves that he drives you, he pushes you hard, but he works hard and he plays hard. And I think that Mike Vrabel right now is, as soon as he was fired, he became the most eligible bachelor out there right now <laughs> in the coaching world because this guy's got grit. He's the kind of coach that's going to get down and grab the shield. Hey, you want? I'm going to show you how to hit the sled. Like, I, I'm not just going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to show you. He's still got some vinegar in his body, and uh, I, I think players love playing for him. So nobody fits the player-coach mentality mold better than Mike Campbell yeah. right now, and I think he brings a lot to the table. So he's going to be – He's, gonna, he's not going to be a free agent for very long as a coach. We had a long conversation yesterday about like how do the Patriots go about uh, their decision-making tree, essentially, and what these meetings are going to be like with Bill Belichick. And at the time, Mike Vrabel was not available, so we didn't really go down that path. But Vrabel, in the most obvious sense, does seem like the best fit because it's not Belichick. It's not Belichick's son. It's not Gerard Mayo, who's been in-house the last couple years. It is a new face, a new body, but a similar voice and the tenor to what the Patriots are used to doing and somebody who is of youthful energy, but also has that same kind of culture that you think Belichick has built that obviously the Kraft family is accustomed to. Now, the Titans, to your point, and everybody's point at the table, they have not just fallen on their face this season. They played a huge role in making this super wildcard matchup possible. Tennessee beat the Jags in Week 18. They also had a great win against the Dolphins a couple weeks before that. That led to the Steelers grabbing that seventh seed. Sandwich shop in Pittsburgh has been sending sandwiches to Tennessee to the Titans facility to thank them. Very generous. Um, Vrabel did not get one of those sandwiches. They did not get one of those sandwiches. No. <laughs> Um, different kind of thing. Is it sitting on a desk somewhere? The Steelers will head to Buffalo now on Sunday. So one thing that we are watching for for this Steelers-Bills matchup, Peter, that uh, we didn't see it coming, but I think we kind of all like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, the T.J. Watt news is a killer. That's oh. such a bummer. You know, you want to see the best of the best out there, and Pittsburgh's best player is T.J. Watt. To hear he's not out there is devastating for the viewer, but also for the Steelers fans, and yet... At this point, they've had their hands tied behind their backs yeah. all season, and this is where they end up. Ten-win season, you would have never expected that when they were losing to the Patriots on a Thursday night or when they were going out and they were losing to the Cardinals at home. Crazy things happen in this NFL. But I look at this Bills team, and hear me out. They might be the hottest team on paper in the NFL. They've rattled off all these wins, and they went from an 11 seed with 14% chance of making the playoffs to a 2 seed. 
But I don't think they look like the hottest team when you actually watch them. I think they're still incredibly sloppy. Mm. And I was talking about Sunday night, all this hype into this game. And there we come, we're in the red zone. Twice interceptions in the red zone from Josh Allen. Keeping this not only competitive, but giving Miami the chance to be up 14-7 in the third quarter. Allen looked sloppy in these passes. The offense, as much as we want to say they're the hot team coming in. Remember, I said this a couple weeks ago. They looked terrible against the Chargers on that Saturday night game in Peacock World where they where they almost lost to an L.A. team led by Easton Stick and Giff Smith. They looked terrible against the Patriots two weeks ago. They didn't look great in the first half here, but guess what? Josh Allen found a way in the second <laughs> half and was able to do it. I'm asking for this if I'm watching this. You know, for, just start off okay. Start off, take care of business here. Pittsburgh's coming in with a ton of pride, a ton of momentum, and a fun storybook season. But without T.J. Watt, this should be a game that Buffalo should handle at home. Don't sweat it out. Because you know what? Last year in the playoffs, Jason, we talked about it yesterday. They hosted a Skylar Thompson-led Dolphins team and had to fight tooth and nail and it went to the final minute because Skylar Thompson was thrown all over the defense and Josh Allen was throwing the ball right to the Dolphins. For once, can this Bills team mm. just win a playoff game nice and easy and take care of business? Mm. Don't make them sweat it out in Buffalo. Get this one up early and get this one out off it. Like, take care of business, win this game because you should, especially if TJ Watt's not on the field. I love that you keep saying that, especially if TJ Watt's not on the field. Such a huge part of the Pittsburgh Steelers for everything he does on the field with this play, but just the inspiration that he gives off the field around his teammates as well. You look at the Steelers team and they've fought and they've called to get themselves in the playoffs. And these are the games that they've played without T.J. Watt since he was drafted in 2017. Mm. One victory. You can go all the way back to the game in 2022 when the Bills played the Steelers and T.J. Watt wasn't out there with a pectoral injury and Josh Allen had four touchdown passes in the first half. So, Shrakes, to your point, as you're looking at this Bills team, you're saying, hey, find a way. You're going against this team. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm looking at them like – Show me something different this time around without T.J. Watt. This is a team that found some type of resiliency throughout the course of this season. There were a moment a few weeks ago where people were questioning whether Mike Tomlin should remain the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've always been able to fight and claw. Mason Rudolph has gotten in there. And you talk about a hot team. Mason Rudolph is 3-0 since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. So find a way to go out there and still perform, especially defensively, without someone like T.J. Watt out there. Man, this matchup would feel totally different if T.J. Watt was out there. Mm -hmm. We'd be talking about him and Alex Highsmith and how, how are they going to not just get to Josh Allen but bring him down. You know, to your point, Shregs, like, I'm looking at this Bills team. Like, this is a game they should win. You know, they're they're on, a, on a hot streak, no doubt about it. It's the gaffes that, that we can't get over. The end of the half gaff, the fact that Josh Allen misses Stephon Diggs streaking down the sideline. Mm -hmm. mm. They can't play that type of ball. But Gabe Davis – Banged up. All right, he hurt his knee. I think it was a PCL injury. He, his status is right now is up in the air. So I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills, and if I'm the Steelers, it's like we got to take Diggs away, right? All right, so somebody else has got to beat us. Why not Dalton Kincaid? I, I think Kincaid, when you look at what he has done for this offense and the element that he brings, he's almost Travis Kelsey-like with his route running, with his like the way that he looks. He, he doesn't look like a tight end. He's like another receiver out there. So I think he could be a big factor in this game. Now, he's – their second-leading receiver and in it, receptions on that team. It took a while this season, but on Sunday, he was the number one option. He's, like, his coming out party has been, like, this second half of the season. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to throw a name out there. He just broke the record for Pete Metzelar's. You want a not New Jersey? If we see a Pete Metzelar jersey in, in, in Bill Stadium, that, that'll make the show. <laughs> what was the record? Most sure. rookie catches or most, most catches? Receiver, most receptions by a tight end 
in, in history, in franchise history. He did as a rookie. He just did it as a rookie. Yeah. So I think Kincaid, look, he and Josh Allen got a little relationship. They got a little something going on. We're going to keep talking about this matchup uh, in Buffalo because Mason Rudolph also still part of the conversation that we mm -hmm. should get to. Still to come on our show, though. Let's talk a little bit about players that we have zero concerns about going into Super Wild Card Weekend. Is that one of them? <laughs> Do you think so? Right I don't know. You, right We're going to dive into it. Maybe maybe O'Hara will have something to say about those no. birds. Whiteboard Wednesday is next. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Wednesday, the Dolphins get the first treatment of the day. When asked about Tyreek Hill's dropped passes this season, Miami's head coach Mike McDaniel told reporters, quote, there are zero people that are concerned about this. The person that, quote, 
zero people should be concerned about heading into Super Wild Card Weekend, Peter, is... It's funny because we got this game between the Lions and the Rams, and there's so much hype about the Stafford return and Goff getting a chance to go against McVay. And then, of course, you add in this extra element of, oh, I don't know, the first home playoff game in Detroit in 30 years and what that building's going to be. And you'd think that everybody's head would be swimming... Um, this guy right here is only focused on the ball. Not engaging in any of this Jared Goff slander. It was very positive Sunday when asked about it in his media. And I have to think that this guy going up against Aaron Glenn, going up against Dan Campbell, is in the lab right now to try to figure out how to get Nakua open, how to get his guy Cup open, and how to get Kyron Williams going early. Look, the Rams, they come into this game red hot. They lost the game, uh, you know, a couple weeks back to the Ravens in Baltimore. Other than that, they have not lost in two months. They're feeling themselves really good. I don't think this guy is someone who's worried about what we're talking about in the drama and the narrative off the field. Maybe Stafford's affected by it. Maybe Goff's affected by it. This guy's locked in, and he's going to get the most out of that young team. I love that. Sean McVay, all he's doing is changing diapers and Let's looking go. at football stuff. <laughs> I'm going with a guy who's arguably been the best at his position this season. I'm going mm. with C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver. Those are my CDs at the bottom of that thing right there. His 17 tracks that he's put together this year on the football field has been amazing. Touchdowns in his last nine games. That's nine straight of him crossing that goal line. Peter, you said it the other day. You were talking about C.D. Lamb. You said everybody says, what's different about this Dallas Cowboys team? So I don't know if they've had a player that's played like C.D. Lamb throughout the course of a season. He has broken the records of Michael Irvin and all their this season, receptions, yards, and it all. C.D. Lamb has been unbelievable, has looked unguardable out there. I have no concerns about him performing Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's yeah. just like have one CD yeah, and then go. maybe put like a little scratch track on it or something. Like yeah. now it, it looks like a donut. It definitely has Why does scratch. it have to have scratches? Yeah. It's it just, it, 17 Maybe tracks. we could just like write 88 over here and then we're good. Like, yeah, okay, that's okay. When there's two okay. of them, okay. they're far apart, okay. it looks funny. Yeah, <laughs> you save Sean. Well, that's why I didn't put them close together. Yeah, it's true. I thought they were compact discs. We're good. They were guys. They were very compact. Speed of recovery. CD Lamb. I think this is his move right here, right? You can do it, Sean. That's what we're going to see a lot of. You have on your board, Sean. All right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about this guy right here. Oh, talk about it, Sean. Give me, give me some Joe Flacco. Look, everybody's worried about their quarterback and how they're going to play in the playoffs. How are they going to do in the bright lights? You don't have to worry about Joe Flacco. Guess who is 10 playoff victories in his <laughs> Guess who's never lost a wild card playoff game in his career? That's right, Joe Flacco. Look, C.J. Stroud, a phenomenal season. I love what he's done. He's done a great job with, the, with, with taking care of the football. But when I, got on air, when, when I get on an airplane and I know I'm going on a long flight, I don't want the guy who's done in this simulator, but this is his first flight. <laughs> like, I want the guy like that's that. flown that flight 100,000 times. I want the 45-year-old gray-bearded guy. That's who I want as my pilot. That's who Joe Flacco is. You want Sully. You want the, the pilot. I don't want him to have to land it in the, in the river. No, but but yes. if, if Joe Flacco needed to, he could land the Browns into a playoff He's win. got that in it. Um, that's, Damn uh, pigeons. Oh, wait, no. Seagulls. Birds. 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 Yesterday, Peter revealed his final rookie Fab Five list of 2023. No defensive players because it's been so fun to watch these five guys. Peter, quickly. CJ Stroud lands at the top. You had the Tommy DeVito appearance throughout the season. So here's the question. By the way, real quick, guys. Jordan Addison fans and Jordan Addison, I've heard you. I got literally over wow. 2,000 tweets from Jordan Addison people saying he had Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, Jaron Hall, and he still had way better numbers than all those guys. How do you not have Jordan Addison? 
I didn't have Jordan Addison. He might be number six, seven, eight on the list. Mm -hmm. All those guys are going to the playoffs. The great part about that list, exactly, is that we're going to see all of them this weekend. Like so it. let's write the rookie. It doesn't have to be off Peter's list. That you're most excited to see play on Super Wild Card Weekend, Peter. Let's start. You know what? The other guy who got a lot of feedback, and it was coming from the Kansas City fans, better numbers across the board mm. than Zay Flowers. Ooh. How could I not include Rasheed Rice? Take a look at this. Got some analysis from many of Chiefs fans. Statistically, across the board, every single stat was in favor of Rasheed Rice over Zay Flowers. I went Zay Flowers. I thought Zay Flowers, and this sounds like it's just me talking esoterics, whatever. I thought Zay Flowers got that Ravens offense over the hump. Totally changed them. It was he and Odell. They came in, and the receiving room is what really worked with Todd Munkin coming in as the new offensive coordinator. I looked at the Chiefs offense, and yes, Rasheed Rice was the most dynamic receiver on the team. I wasn't trying to slight Rasheed Rice not including him by putting flowers over him. I think they both could be included. I think Rasheed Rice is going to have a day Saturday night in that freezing cold against the oh Dolphins. I'm so excited to see the rookie. Everyone's talking about the Chiefs wide receivers. None of it matters if they can step up in the playoffs. Literally, none of it matters. It's all an afterthought if the Chiefs go on a run and the receivers catch the ball. Rasheed Rice has been their best one all season. I can't wait to see him. I'm sorry for leaving you off the top five rookie list. Six, seven, eight, somewhere on there. He's on the list, just not in the five. It was Schrager's Fab Five, and that's what matters. That old pilot, you know, as you get older, sometimes your vision starts to go, so you might have been really fast and been able to do your thing, but sometimes you get the young guy in there, and he's just at the top of his class. I'm going with C.J. Stroud, was number one on Schrager's list, and sometimes you hear about things, but you haven't really seen them. There's this new TV show. Everybody's talking about it at work. Like, I haven't really gotten a chance to see it. For a lot of NFL fans, you haven't gotten a chance to really see Houston until last weekend, and you got the Nico Collins, C.J. Stroud experience. This guy has been unbelievable for a rookie. The way he processes, how fast he gets the ball, how accurate he is. I am excited. I will be in the building. I want to see it up close and personal. C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick as advertised. Can't wait to see it. Mm. There's a lot of stars out in L.A., right? Okay. And when the Rams, uh, when award season comes along, they might have two rookies of the years. We know about Puka Nakua. I'm not talking about that star. Talk about a guy named Kobe. Kobe Turner. Give me Kobe Turner. Talk Number about it, Sean. for the L.A. Rams. He leads the team in sacks. This is not Aaron Donald. Kobe Turner. Now, when you turn on the film, Kobe Turner's popping on the film. The, the Rams played the Giants right here at MetLife Stadium. This guy was unblockable. He was phenomenal. I kept looking down the list. Who is this guy? Who's 91? What's going on? This guy, is, he's been phenomenal. He, I think the Rams could end up having the Offensive Rookie of the Year in Puka Nakua and the Defensive Rookie of the Year in Kobe Turner. Can't mm. wait to watch him ball out in the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, that, that scratched an itch for you, too, didn't that. it? That's we love him over here. Yep. You were rocking um, his jersey. It was. 24 years ago today, I'm actually shocked we're doing this part of the segment without Kyle Brandt, but yeah. uh, it leaves room for creative freedom, if you will. The ground, 24 years ago today, the groundbreaking series The Sopranos debuted on HBO with critics dubbing it, quote, the greatest pop culture masterpiece of its day. Surely there are other less heralded masterpieces that might be on your list. So let's talk about those. The most underrated TV series, in your opinion, Peter, of all time is? I'm going to go way off the board on this thing, and it's going to hit a nostalgic bone for a lot of you viewers at home. And Sean, I think you're in my general a little bit more than Jamie and Jason. So we're going to go through this. What if I told you that in 1991, MC Hammer was playing left center field while David Faustino, who played Bud Bundy, was playing designated hitter and Roger McDowell was in a quilt. The MTV Rock and Jock. Do you guys yes. remember Dan Cortez yes. and the MTV Rock and Jock? This is celebrities and athletes would play in a basketball game oh. and a softball game. And it was 
amazing. Oh. It was Dan Cortez, of course, but you had Mark McGuire out there. And then in the Rock and Jalil Jock. Jaleel White, didn't he? Oh, Jaleel White played player? a lot. But in the, in the basketball, which was amazing, you would get John Sally, Luke Perry, Kurt Rambis, and then you'd come out there Kurt and all of a sudden Ron Harper and Vladdy Divac and Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg are all out there. Rock and Jock was the coolest. So it was MTV, back when MTV was a thing. Yeah. And you would have the biggest pop stars and then the biggest athletes, and everyone was cool and chill. And then you'd have the MTV VJs hosting it. And this was for years throughout the 90s. And then it went away, and I will forever miss it. It was basketball, and it was softball. They never quite had football. I think with the Pro Bowl games, it wouldn't be bad mm. if we had a celebrity football, flag okay. football thing. Flag? Yeah. That said, my celebrities are probably going to be a different group. than the, They'll end up picking a bunch of YouTube influencers. I'll be like, I don't know any of these celebrities. Yeah. I don't know any of these kids. Who is that? What? How many How many likes does he have on TikTok? Who I don't care. You? Where the heck is Debbie Gibson? So that's what I'm thinking. So rock and jock, that, that is my choice. And if you know, you know. I was an MTV Cribs uh, type of guy right there. I would right love there. to see that show um, back. It was awesome. I uh, used to look at all the favorite people in their houses. I'm going with the show for me that was underrated. I didn't realize how much I watched it and enjoyed this one. I'm going with the Jamie hey. Foxx show. I love this one. Jamie chasing Fancy around, trying to get in a Braxton P. Hart in the brig. The entire thing. There were celebrities in this one. Guest appearances the whole night. I would laugh my butt off the entire time I was watching this show. Jamie Foxx moves to LA trying to become a star jingles the whole nine the Jamie Foxx show one of my favorite ones that I used to watch yeah Shriggs I'm with you I might be turning back the clock a little bit what here but I, I'm gonna go back to 1985 <laughs> I mean yes. this, this show had one name this guy has one name and if you say this to anybody they know exactly what you mean if you're like glitz. if you're trying to fix something <laughs> on a whim and you don't have all the right materials just MacGyver it this was unbelievable the Phoenix Foundation right that's who Richard Dean Anderson played MacGyver he was a former U.S. Uh, Armed Forces Special Forces guy he could build anything. He could create anything. He always found himself in these life and death situations. And he, the only way he could get out of it was he had to build a bazooka out of a 10-speed and some bubble gum. And, <laughs> in 30 and he, seconds and or he less. Did it all with a Swiss Army bazooka. Like, this guy was so creative. I think a lot of head coaches probably feel like they have to MacGyver their team sure. as they're going to the playoffs sometimes uh, to hold it all together. But that show, it just brings back great memories. Watching it with my you? dad. And then just, like, trying to figure out, as now you are a dad, you have to MacGyver yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. You act like you know what you're doing, but we don't. Trivia. Who was the executive producer of MacGyver? Uh, look it up Henry on Winkler. Yeah, yeah, Sean knows it right out of the gates. Yeah, Dude, I love that. You know, I just read. I just read Winkler's. Bonds, yes. I just read Winkler's memoir. There's a whole section on how he yeah. produced MacGyver. Yeah, I love that you know that. Yeah, it was a great show. <laughs> He, uh, also, the I, first he, name of Ryan Leaf's son, MacGyver. Nice. Yeah, coming up. That. I know, trivia as well. Trivia. Trivia. Leaf was watching. Ryan Leaf. Could the Packers' young roster you were on it, dude. who probably have never heard of MacGyver? I bet how many Packers players would know the show MacGyver right now? Let's ask them. <laughs> um, how, how are they going to actually benefit against the Cowboys this weekend in terms of their beautiful energy? And Jaden Reed fans, we hear you also. We know. We forgot you too. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower 
power further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Got a huge matchup on Super Wild Card Weekend when the Cowboys host the Packers. There's a cool Mike McCarthy connection there, but this will be a new experience for a lot, a lot of the guys in Green Bay. They are the youngest team to make the playoffs in decades. Their coach, Matt LaFleur, spoke about how he's going to coach this team up heading into the postseason. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the same mindset that we've had. You, tra- you can preach that and talk about it all the time but I think there's another thing going you know actually going and doing it so I think it's going to be just a great experience for our guys to go through this and we're looking forward to the challenge we got a great opponent at their home stadium and they're playing some really good football right now all right on the surface uh, blind faith in the youth could be an approach that Matt LaFleur could take but Peter when you consider the youth on this Packers roster can you look at it as a good thing when they head to Dallas? They don't know any better. They're going into <laughs> Dallas. These guys have not played in playoff games. They have not played in huge college games. They are going into this thing, and they are completely wide-eyed. And guess what? LaFleur's got them playing. I, I said they don't play in big college games. I'm talking about the offense specifically, and I'm talking about the receiving and tight end group. Take a look at the ages of Jordan Love's top receivers and targets here. Dontavian Wicks had the two touchdowns last week. He's 22. Romeo Dubs is 23. Tucker Craft is 23. Luke Musgrave is 23. Jaden Reed is 23. Christian Watson is the grizzled old veteran at 24. And most of these guys are in their first and second years. I gave the stat yesterday on the show, and this has been confirmed. 15 different players 
on the Packers 53-man roster were born after the year 2000. Think about the year 2000. I think of the year 2000, and I have a very vivid memory of where I was as an adult. <laughs> These guys were not born yet. They were not on this earth yet. We're talking 22, 23 years old. They don't know any better, and LaFleur, in a way, can almost mold them the way he wants. They don't have scar tissue of horrible playoff losses a couple years ago to the 49ers. They don't have scar tissue of being told, yeah, but the Dallas Cowboys are 8-0 at home, and they can't lose... This team is going in there. I didn't say they snuck in the playoffs, but I'll say this. Three weeks ago, not everyone had the Packers going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They come in as one of the hottest teams, an awesome New Year's Eve victory, an awesome win against the Chicago Bears, despite Kyle Brandt's riveting speech to Justin Fields on Friday, <laughs> which got 15,000 retweets because it was so good and so inspirational. Chicago, those Packers guys probably watched that and said, who's that guy, who's that team, and what do we care? We're going to go win <laughs> and take care of business at Lambeau, which they did. I think it is a good thing. we got to make picks. Obviously, Cowboys fans think I'm a Cowboys hater as if I'm like Stephen A or someone like this and I get like, it throws off this thing. I don't know if I'm picking against this Packers team mm. because I think they are so young and so free and playing with such little baggage that they can go in there and say, let's shock the world. Why not? We can do it. And I don't know if there's a quarterback in football playing better than Jordan Love right now. Uh, and along that line, I feel like the Cowboys, they have the ultimate baggage. Oh my gosh, they got suitcases on suitcases. They check everything on course, their way. The to coach the is on the hot seat yes. if they don't win. Yeah. The quarterback can't win a big game. You haven't lost at home all season. <laughs> the path is there. 50 pounds over every They're in the oversized. Yes. Like, Packers come in, zero <laughs> buzz, <laughs> zero expectations, and a team that nobody had going to the playoffs for the season. Like, I, I love their I love their young little receiving squad too. They're fun. The yeah. guys are playing. And so playing. fun and they're, and they're balling. I love you. So you just got your book bag when you're going to the airport for a 15 day trip or something <laughs> like that. I look at this team and you talk about the playoffs. I remember for me it took 10 years of playing experience to finally be able to get in the playoffs and see what that's like. And I remember the week leading up to it, Belichick got in front of us and he would say everybody talks about this time of the year and how important experience is. Having guys that have been through it, been to the playoffs, been through Super Bowl, he said it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. His whole thing was who cares how many playoff games you've played in Super Bowls, all this, that, and the third. If you're not better than your opponent on Sunday, it means absolutely nothing. For this young Packers team, it's about going out there, having fun, and competing. Now, they are very young. Shrek just showed you that receiving group and their ages of their team. The optimum goal is to have a nice mix of those young guys also with some veterans on that team. Look at a guy like Aaron Jones who has been around. He was there with Rodgers. He saw what some of those things look like. Even a Jordan Love experienced so much in his young career because he's had to sit down and just watch Aaron Rodgers. Comes in as a first-round draft pick, expected to go out there right away. Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, these are guys that have been around the NFL for a long time. So when you have those young guys who are showing up wide-eyed, you have some of those presences where they can settle everybody down and bring peace amongst the group but at the same time we're young guns and we're going out there to destroy everything and we could care less about what transpired in the past we can care less about the Aaron Rodgers stuff this that, and the third we're just going out there and we're trying to play ball and get a victory and they're a fun team to watch because of that they're a young group that is probably gelled together to hang out on the field, off the field, and they have built a bond through that. So they're going to be exciting to watch as they go on the road and try to get a victory. Yeah, I know we're talking about age, and, and, and I look at it differently. I look at it from an energy standpoint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you love the young guys on your team because they bring the funk. They bring the energy, <laughs> and they bring the possess. Now, you need a couple of old souls to kind of let them know, like, hey, young buck, 
don't use it all up in the first half. Settle down. Don't you, like, this is a long game, and the postseason is a long stretch. We've already been through the regular season. Like, now we've got to crank it up. So it's all about energy manufacturing. But I also think, like, the age thing, once the game starts, like, okay, that goes out the window here. All right, it's the pressure. And young players, sometimes they don't even know how they're going to respond to it because maybe this is the first time they're playing a playoff game. Maybe the first time they've been on this big stage. But I also look at the pressure from a coach standpoint. I look at the floor right now. Look, the last couple times he was in the playoffs, they were 13-3. and The pressure was on them to win. The pressure's off right now. Mm-hmm. Like Nobody expected them to even be in this dance right now, let alone go into Dallas right now and get the win. So the pressure right now is on the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's a big factor as well as the age. But I, I love young guys, young players. At this point in the season right now, they've had the fresh springs. They're the ones that are coming with all the energy, bringing the funk. So Can I, can I ask you I think, you I think that's what LaFleur is leading on for those guys. I was going to say, you mentioned LaFleur. So we did the Coach of the Year debate, Jason and I, yesterday, and I said it. Love D'Amico, love Stefanski. I'm going Stefanski. We got a lot of responses from Green Bay being like, Interesting. no one mentions what LaFleur yeah. just did. I, is LaFleur worthy of Coach of the Year candidacy, considering what he did with that young team in the post-Rogers era? And this is pretty amazing. Youngest team in football to go to the playoffs in like 40 years. I think Jordan Love is the first one to do it, right? Like Favre didn't do it his first year yeah. as a starter. Yeah. Rodgers didn't yeah. do it his first year as a starter. Love goes. I think the fact that Love's not a rookie, to me, I think that's why I would say D'Amico uh, going over it. And then with Stefanski, I mean, he went through Deshaun. Now, I mean, it's Joe Flacco. So, yeah, I, I, I like D'Amico, first-time head coach. Okay. And C.J. Stroud, what he's done, just five interceptions as a rookie, uh, that, that, that to me trumps it. Yeah, there's so many guys, but it's like at the same time, you got to choose one. And I think the case that those other guys bring, I think it, it supersedes what LaFleur did as well as, as good as it has been. I love Super Wildcard Weekend because it reminds me of the NCAA basketball tournament. Like, it's just roll the ball out and play. You've got the better teams waiting for you on the other side of the bracket. The Ravens are just watching. The 49ers are watching. Last year, I was in Columbus, Ohio for the NCAA tournament, and the FAU, the Florida Mm. Atlantic Owls, who you ended up watching go through Madison Square Garden and make it to the Final Four, I have them in their first win against Memphis and their second one against FDU. That coach, his name is Dusty May. Okay, Mm. Dusty May. He had this group of FAU Owls, transfers, guys that – you know, let's be honest, with FAU basketball, at the time, you're not getting, like, the Indiana cast-offs. Like, you're just like, these guys were piecemeal together. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember him at the shoot-around the day before being like, I don't barely want them to shoot here because they're looking at the bands. They're looking at Memphis's band, and they're like, what is going on? Because they get 45 minutes before. Dusty May, though, was a Bob Knight disciple. And so he knew how to bring this group of youthful, energetic, wide-eyed guys in, and he almost, like, kept their eyes down. And then the ball starts, the ball gets rolled out and tipped and played, and they're just like, beat Memphis, they beat FDU, Mm. Tennessee, Kansas State, they go to the Final Four. It's a fantastic story, but I just remember it's the experience of the coach and how he can really put that upon a young team. I'll bet on any coach named Dusty any day. Dusty May. Love Dusty. And then they signed. They were like, he's gone. He's done. No, Dusty May signed. Long time with FAU. They kept him around. Green Bay Packers and FAU Owls. Let's go. Talk about legendary franchises. Uh, uh, Loyola in Chicago. Yes. Uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. It's here. Don't miss Peacock's Wild card exclusive playoff game. Making sure. As the Dolphins take on the Chiefs. Live Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Streaming on Peacock. Also on NFL Plus. It's Dolphins Chiefs on Peacock. Coming now, former Super Bowl champion, (laughs) former Walter Payton Man of the Year, Anquan Bolden will join us right after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.